the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. So welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Y'all know Monday is my favorite day of the week. I don't typically like to kick it off with uh, seeing upwards of about a 1,000 Israelis killed, kidnapped, raped, tortured, etc. I'm hoping and trusting that uh, Bibi Benjamin Netanyahu is going to make good on his promise that the retaliation will be absolutely of historic proportions. Of course, that's not what the U.S. government wanted. Did you guys know? that we have something called the Office of Palestinian Affairs in the U.S. government? <laughs> Why in the world would we have that? And, of course, their tweet over the weekend was to uh, suggest no retaliation by Israel. So they're just supposed to watch their children burned alive, children slaughtered, entire families slaughtered. Uh, there was a couple that hid their 10-month-old babies uh, they uh, they survived, but the parents were were executed. Just absolutely barbaric, and that's what the U.S. government expected Israel to just, I guess, let it go, right? Just do nothing about it. Of course, the politicization of this event by the Republicans was really shocking to me. I didn't expect. I didn't. I mean, I knew we were gone. I knew the party. It was just really had gone bye bye and completely abandoned me. I didn't know to this extent, really. I was kind of surprised by it and I shouldn't be. So I reached out to your friend and mine. Our favorite hunk of uh, spicy fried chicken joins me now to discuss. It is Mondays with Maloney. Brian Maloney, of course, from Red Wave America. Hello, my dear. Hey, hey. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. So just in general, before I get into the Republican Party politicizing it, um, I want to get your reaction and your thoughts in terms of the, the attack over the weekend and your thoughts. Well, none of it makes a, a lick of sense. I mean, Andrew, I mean, it's the most heavily guarded border on the planet. As far as we know, um, I, I just, you know, and if you look at any of the drone footage, which I actually put on my Red Wave America page, and I put everywhere I could show it, there was drone footage of the aftermath of the rave, which is where the initial Hamas attacks occurred. And, you know, it was a bunch of teen girls at a rave. You know, they killed 260 of them in cold blood. Um, some people tried to, you know, jump in their cars and race out of there. And I mean, there were Hamas uh, thugs waiting for them. But when you see the footage, the footage is just the aftermath of the burned out cars. And it's powerful enough, um, you know, to see, it, we're in a really sick moment in history. But I think the sickest part of it all, Andrea, is watching these pro-terrorism uh, demonstrations going on in San Francisco and New York uh, and, uh, how, you know, a number of other cities in Europe, too, but in a lot of American cities, uh, really sick stuff. And even in places, you know, where you've had pro-Israel demonstrations and they're met by pro 
there are thug, uh, you know, counter protesters, and that happened in, of all places, Kirkland, Washington, which is a, sub, a suburb of Seattle that is, you know, basically a bunch of tech companies out there. Um, so they must be employing a bunch of uh, radical Islamists, must be, because I don't know where the heck those people are coming from otherwise. So we're seeing this play out on the streets of America. And, it, you know, this it, the, the bottom line here, Andrea, is that we are next. We have yes. been allowing millions across our border. Many of them are young Syrian males. They're, they're coming through today. Syrian males of military age. Uh, they're coming here for one reason. They're coming here to, you know, to unveil the next chapter in this story. And I think every American, every American right now, has to be armed to the teeth to defend themselves, their homes, and their family. Everyone must have a firearm at this point. There is no alternative anymore. Uh, We can't simply ignore this or pretend it's not going on. We have to face the reality that Joe Biden just let in 10 million people over the last two years. We don't even know who they are, but they're mostly young men of military age from countries that hate us. Uh, And so they are all around us now. Hotels in my area, within miles, minutes of here, are stuffed to the gills of these people. So there's no escape. I don't care where you live in America. They are around you. They're already in your towns right now. So I don't know what it takes, Andrea, to make people wake up. I don't know. People are trying to sleep through this. And I'm not going to let them. I'm not going to let them. No, absolutely not. I have been warning about this for a long time, and I was told that it was absolutely crazy. This Sharia could never happen here. And uh, I was exaggerating the because I've been saying for a long time that there's a partnership going on between the Democrat Party and the Islamists. They're partnering together against us because they share, oh, but, you know, they share a natural partnership in terms of their ideology, which is about a centralized system of government with control over every aspect of our lives. Oh, but Andrea, how could they be partnering with them because Islam is is a religion and communism is anti-religion um sharia islam is a political movement that hides behind a phony religion and they are in lockstep except for i mean obviously there's some differences right i mean the muslims don't want this transgender crap going on because in islam they throw gay people off of roofs right i mean they're right. not you know they're not exactly you know liberal friendly right that's not what's going on um but they they hate our system as much as the democrats do and the democrats don't hide the fact anymore when you have rashida talib and you have ilhan omar and you have the muslim brotherhood it infiltrated every aspect, every level of our government. When we had John Brennan, a communist who was the head of our CIA, go to an Islamic society of North America, a front group for Hamas, a terrorist organization who just did, you know, slaughtering a thousand Jews, largest attack on Jews since Nazi Germany. And he goes to the Islamic Society of North America annual meeting and says, I'm not here as the CIA director. I'm here as your friend. That should tell you, America, that the U.S. government has been completely taken over by anti-Israel, anti-American terrorists. We have yeah. been. That's a reality. And by the way, for, before I forget, we need to remind everybody that it was Bob Mueller, the one who led the phony Russian collusion witch hunt, when he was the FBI director, he was the one that specifically took out any terrorism measures, counterterrorism measures related to Sharia, related to Islam. And it, now it has been replaced with Americans and America First uh, uh, patriots who are now considered the terrorists. So 
you know, Andrea, I, I have Jewish friends. I'm sure you have Jewish friends, too. Um, yeah. And uh, a lot of the ones I know are real quiet. I, I think people are suffering in silence right now. And I think what, you know, I, I want to tell everyone that I know, whether Jewish or not, is you've got to be ready for what's coming. I mean, you've got to be ready for what's next. This will not be an overseas story, a foreign story for very long. Um, you know, whether, no matter what our religious faith may be or whatever, but in particular, though, I think that the people I know who are Jewish right now are worried that maybe they don't have any friends, you know, and, and the bottom line is they do have friends. We need to make this uh, clear. We need to be loud about this and, and get this message out there that absolutely you have friends and absolutely we will stand by you and we will stand by Israel. Uh, we are not going to let this go unpunished. But a part of me, you know, I don't want to see a measured response by Israel, Andrea. I don't want to see a measured response. We I want to see. To I, I want to see. Level it. Yes. Yeah. I want to see Jimmy Doolittle, you know, level Nagasaki, Hiroshima. And you we know what? To. We have to. And when I posted on my Facebook today a video of little Palestinian kids terrorizing and bullying and harassing a f- what what they were saying, f- calling him a filthy Jew. You know what? Kill them too. There, I said it. Well, and that's and that's the bottom line. Wipe it level all out. Gaza, Wipe it all level out. Level Gaza and annex level it. it. Annex it. And by the, yep. you know, shouldn't we point out? that Egypt has its border with Gaza sealed. It will not let any Palestinians over its own border, and that border's been sealed for a long, long time. So to blame Israel for some kind of system of apartheid, when you have to say, well, gee, why won't Egypt let anybody enter? Their their border's just as sealed tight. They don't want anybody from Gaza. What does that say? But also, you cannot go through this and not level Tehran. I'm, I know there are lots of good people in Iran who want to overthrow their regime and can't. I get that. There are a lot of good people in there who wish they could overthrow this government and are repressive. I get it. I get it. And But on the other hand, from a global security standpoint, can, we cannot let Iran continue in one piece any longer because they may, you know, they either will have or already have nuclear weapons. Uh, and, you know, and the minute they have them, they'll use them. Uh, you know, we cannot let this stand. So anybody, oh, you know, we need uh, Israel not to retaliate. Well, that's a, that's a left wing buzzword. OK, retaliate. Yeah. Oh, wait, you mean they can't fight back? They can't respond? Yeah. That's retaliation? No, that is. We have a threat Defense. inside our borders yeah. right now where war has been declared on us. And you're saying that if we fight back, we're retaliating. Right. I want to play a clip for you. The yeah. They've gone yeah. off the rails with this. They've lost totally. their minds. Totally. I want to sh- shift over into uh, some Republican responses. Here is uh, Sesame Broccolini. If you can play the Lindsey Graham clip calling for uh, retaliating against Hamas by blowing up Iran's oil refineries. Well, for every Israeli or American hostage executed uh, by Hamas, we should uh, take down an Iranian oil refinery. The only way you're going to keep this war from escalating is to hold Iran accountable. How much more death and destruction do we have to take from the Iranian regime? 
I am confident this was planned and funded by the Iranians. Hamas is a bunch of animals uh, who deserve to be treated like animals. So if I was Israel, I would go in on the ground. There is no truce to be had here. I would dismantle Hamas. This is the best opportunity Israel has to destroy Hamas. Take it to the Iranians. If you harm one American in Syria by using your Iranian militia against us in Syria, if you escalate the war by urging Hezbollah to attack Israel in the north, if Hamas kills one American Israeli hostage, we're going to blow up your oil refineries and put you out of business. It is now time to take the war to the Ayatollah's backyard. Uh, Senator, Wait, I want to get uh, your re- Yeah, let's, I don't want to hear any more than business. Uh, your response... Well, I mean, so so are you saying you have an objection to this statement? Because I, I thought that's where you were going with this. I, I mean, well, I, I'm just I mean, I don't think that's I don't think that's far enough. You and I oh, are talking oh, about it. We got to okay, level it. We got to We got to level it. He's like yeah, now no, no, he no, no, says no. now now we've got they've got a time to take out Hamas. They need to go no, go take out an oil refinery. Yeah, this no, is no, the no, kind okay, of crap okay, that no, kills I was, me. I was confused by your position. No, no, I, I agree. Taking out the oil refineries, it doesn't do – you have to – I'm sorry. You have to do things that are very unpleasant that are going yes. to unfortunately kill some innocent people because we no longer have a choice. You have to level Tehran permanently. Right. And I know that historic yes. sites will be eliminated. I know that good people and bad people will die at the same time. I know it. But there's nothing you can do. And if we actually had leaders in this world, they would have already done this. They would not have waited. And every day that Israel waits and doesn't take this action, it will politically become harder and harder and harder. Yes. So really the window. That music means, right. That music means we got to wrap. But hold that thought. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. We come back more with Brian Maloney from Red Wave America talking about the Israel war and the Republican Party's response. Stay tuned. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before the break, my buddy and I, Brian Maloney, Red Wave America, were talking about, uh, obviously, the topic of the day, you know, world, uh, the uh, Israel declared war against Hamas and Lindsey Graham's ridiculous suggestion of retaliating by uh, taking out an oil refinery. This is just an example of why the Republican Party needs an enema and we need to get rid of all these rhinos because that's the Republican Party's idea of tough. And that ain't tough. That's not how you're going to take out. That's these ideologists, these terrorists, they don't understand. You have to just kill them. And, you know, taking out an oil refinery is absolutely ridiculous. Even more than that, Brian Maloney, I'm glad you brought up the point of that Israel needs, you know, Netanyahu came out today. He promised uh, he promised a response that is of historic proportions. That means leveling Gaza, in my opinion, not something stupid and silly like an oil refinery. And I'm glad you mentioned that they got to do it quickly or it's going to get harder the longer they go on. But I got to shift gears to McCarthy because when I looked up and saw him today 
giving a speech in a suit, I thought, what the actual, huh? This dude was, you know, the, the Freedom Caucus did an enema and removed him as Speaker of the House. And yet now he's holding a press conference about Israel. This is the Republican Party establishment using seeing this as an opportunity to get that fool back in as Speaker of the House, don't they? Well, that's absolutely right. And when he was point blank asked about it, he said, well, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go along with whatever the conference wants, blah, 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 blah. You know, I wouldn't turn it down, you know. It's like, so they are absolutely trying to reinsert Kevin McCarthy. Look, he's already shown that he's a terrible non-leader. He is a feeble, feckless kind of person who just was never meant to be a leader. And I don't know why he ever thought he was a leader or why he ever aspired to be one because he's never shown leadership qualities of any kind. Uh, and he's the last thing we need right now. And we have two, I think, candidates that potentially we can live with. I mean, I don't know about Steve, you know, Scalise to this point. I don't know. Jim Jordan, you know, these are kind of okay people. Uh, they're not the greatest, but I mean, I think either one of these probably better than Kevin McCarthy, who is really our I worst agree. option yeah. right now. Worst option. Yeah. And, and McCarthy really is trying to simply get back in. But did you hear over the weekend how he was crying and saying he was going to take his marbles and go home? Uh, did you yeah. hear that? He was, uh, you know, that there was a story, I think it was Politico that started it, that he was thinking about resigning from the House altogether. Oh, you know? yeah. And I, I thought, oh, well, that just shows what a little crybaby you are uh, over this. You know, so, and, and, you know, I think what probably hurts McCarthy the most is I agree with you that he's using the, the Israel story to kind of sneak back in the back door. But on the other hand, it's, the whole thing has hurt him because it took the story of the House leadership out of the headlines. And suddenly nobody really cared anymore whether we had a House speaker or not because it looks like uh, so trivial, you know, when the world it looks like it's ready. Well, I mean, we absolutely have World War Three in front of us. Um, you know, does this matter? So that I think that's well, a huge problem for him. Well, it, it, and that's why the Republican Party had to all, um, you know, start chiming in and, and piling on as though, you know, this is this is how America, you know, that they don't give a crap about Israel, the Republican Party, and they certainly don't give a crap about you being protected against these terrorists pouring into this country and our government being infiltrated with terrorist organizations. When you see the Republican Party exploiting this tragedy that's taken place against our Jewish brothers and sisters for a power grab, you should absolutely absolutely be sick to your stomach. I want to play a clip for you. They 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 know that uh, that that Americans aren't talking about it. It's taking the speaker fight off the table, so they have to try to resurrect it. They have to try to somehow act as though they the, to tie them together as though it's the fault of the Republican party right now as though the the Israel, you know, attack on Israel is the fault somehow of the Republicans who removed Kevin McCarthy. It's absolutely insane. Here's Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy trying to claim as though, oh, my gosh, you know, if can you imagine if Gates and Mace, um, you know, if, if they allowed this government shutdown to go forward, if they allowed the government to be shut down, what would be going on with our U.S. military right now having to defend us in the Middle East? Uh, Sesame Broccolini, if you can play that McCarthy clip. This is about a moment in time. This is about what America's going to do. Could you imagine if we were sitting here and we listened further to a Gates and Mace that we were in a shutdown? That we, as we asked our 30,000 men and women in the military in the Middle East to defend us without being paid, 
at the question around the world of what was happening here today? That's a decision by the conference. I'll allow the conference to make whatever decision. Whether I'm speaker or not, I'm a member of this body. I know what history has had, and I can lead in any position it is. And right now, I realize we need these five actions taken now. What an absolutely despicable clump of cat litter. What a, cl- yeah. what a pile of human oh, that's waste. That's really bad. That's really bad stuff, Andrew, because clearly their only concern was uh, turning the Israeli situation in their favor to get everything they want uh, and get, like you said, get Kevin McCarthy back into position. And, you know, it's funny because I'm sure one of the reasons why they are so angry at a GOP establishment right now is that Gates' timing was perfect because had the uh, Israel situation occurred a week earlier, Gates never would have had his chance to remove McCarthy, and McCarthy would still be speaker right now. There wouldn't have been an opening for this. I mean, he had the opening last week. That, you know, it was just it was, the timing was, was perfect. So, I mean, it's, it's absolutely incredible. But as you know, in the midst of all this, there are stories today that they're trying to ram through, or at least Biden is, I'm sure the Republicans will go along with it, is $100 billion in new aid for Ukraine. So, you know, when he talks about uh, the Middle East or whatever, you know, they're, what they're really talking about is Ukraine. I mean, there's there, there's obsession yeah. that they have with Ukraine that they can't get out of their minds. I don't I don't understand it. It's like a, a religious cult. This this Ukraine thing um, that they you know a hundred billion dollars, which they say will tide us over until after November twenty twenty four, so they don't have to make it an election year issue. A hundred billion dollars. We just added $500 billion in debt in the last 17 days, which took the first 200 years of our existence to rack up that much debt. And now we're doing it in 17 days, okay? 17 days, $500 billion. They want to add another you know, $100 billion, uh, and with, of course, trillions in other spending. So these people have lost their minds, but they've completely lost. The Republican base, as conservative as Republicans, we don't even recognize these clowns anymore. No, uh, I think they've lost their their minds. I mean, I I don't know. They have no intention of reconnecting with any of us, even donors. I don't know what they're doing in there. I don't either. And then Mike and Mike Pence came out and issued a statement blaming Trump and DeSantis, yeah, saying yeah. that, that, that he, he literally blamed Trump and DeSantis, said that this is happening because they have they uh, Trump uh, as president. And, and, and it's neither one of them is is in the White House. Neither one of them is commander in chief. This oh. we had peace for four years when Trump was president. We had the Abraham Accords. And I don't know if you saw the UAE's tweet today against the barbaric barbaric behavior today um you know we none of this crap that's going on right now took place when trump was president and it wouldn't be if he was still president yet somehow mike pence tried to claim today that you know trump and desantis is their comments about ukraine and not wanting to fund ukraine have made us weak on the world stage and we need to be leaders in the world i mean i am so sick and tired of this republican party shoving this ukraine crap on me well, and and Pence, Pence was more, he, he was to the left of any Democrat, even, uh, you know, yes. Johan Omar wasn't talking that kind of talk today. Right. I mean, even AOC, I mean, Mike Pence was a fire-breathing left, left-wing extremist yep. today. Uh, and like, that's right. Even through DeSantis in there, you know, even DeSantis. I mean, that's, Crazy. that's crackers. It yeah. is crackers. Disgusting. We're all... Disgusting. Unf- 
It is disgusting. We're all out of time. I hate to leave it on that nasty, disgusting note, Brian Maloney. But thank you for being here. Mondays with Maloney. You guys always want to tune in for that. Love you, my dear friend. All right. We're going to take a tiny little break. We got more when we come back. Don't go away. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. You guys know of somebody named Mia Khalifa? I hope not. I'm glad that my dude... Uh, Sesame Broccolini didn't recognize the name because she's a porn star. Uh, If that's, you know, I guess she's got an OnlyFans account, uh, so I wouldn't necessarily call that a star. But anyway, she's high profile enough to where when she posted on X some absolutely disgusting content about Hamas, um, she's received quite the backlash. She posted a photo of armed terrorists riding in the back of a pickup truck down an Israeli street, um, taking aim at police officers in a patrol bre- uh, vehicle. And she, she said, this is a Renaissance painting. Um, she went on to say that um, she called the, the, uh, the terrorist freedom fighters and uh, said, can someone please tell the freedom fighters in Palestine to flip their phones and film horizontal um, so that she could see, obviously, see more of the gore and the barbarism that's gone on here. Look, it's one of the things that we, uh, you know, I said earlier when I we played the clip last hour of, uh, you know, some person in New York celebrating. Oh, did you see? Oh, it was so great. They're just dancing there. They didn't see this attack coming as these young girls were just literally slaughtered. You know, it's, it's one thing to say, you know, like in world war two, war is barbaric. It's, it's, well, it's brutal and it takes the lives of people and there's casualties, but you know, if it's for, you know, ending Nazi Germany, right, something like that, then, you know, it's, it's, it has to, it has to happen. And there's rules of engagement, you don't kill civilians and da da da, da right. Um, but to see human beings celebrate the slaughter of others is just sickening. But this is where we're at in the world. I mean, I mean, why wouldn't we expect to see that when, you know, our own Democrat Party, our own nation is slaughtering children in the womb? Um, well, apparently now, uh, this person, um, Playboy has terminated their relationship after she, after her quote, disgusting, reprehensible comments, celebrating Hamas attacks in Israel and the murder of innocent women and children. I'm surprised she was in Playboy. This is not a particularly attractive person to me. It says this includes, includes deleting Mia's Playboy channel on their platform. Um, well, this is what needs to happen. I mean, these disgusting idiots need to need to lose their coinage and then maybe they'll, you know, get a grip. What do you think, Sesame? I just wonder how someone can look at what's going on in Israel and and what has been going on in Israel for a long time. Because like we've talked about, there's a lot of history here. 
this is a bloody chapter in a very long, horrific book that's written about the wars that have been committed against or fought against Israel since the state was formed in 1948. Mm-hmm. And before it was a state, it was not Palestine, but a British mandate, which is very important because Palestine is not a state. But for some reason, people are very sympathetic to the perpetrators in this in this heinous you know, uh, uh, development. And I just don't understand why. And I also don't understand. It's like, where is your conscience? How are you looking at this with glee and with joy? And your big takeaway is it'd be great to use some of this footage for my own profit, for my own, my own music videos. It just makes me wonder. I mean, where, where is the sense of, of, common humanity where is the sense of a value on pro-life we talk about this pro-life culture that we used to have this is pro this is post-christian america a pro-death yeah. society in which the slaughtering of men women children rape burglary it's all fun and games and on some sick level it's entertainment for people death is interesting yeah, as don it- henley once wrote in that beautiful song dirty laundry yeah. And some people <laughs> yeah. clearly are are so fallen and so comfortable. We've normalized violence so much that people basically watch the conditions of a pre-genocide and they look at it with glee and they think that they can right. benefit from it. And that is so contrastly different than the mindset that was normalized in this country when the Holocaust was was first mm-hmm. getting going. We saw Hitler coming to power. We saw the Nazi marches, the rallies, the formation of the police state in Germany. In, in you know east of the berlin wall and we could all agree guys you're democrats we're republicans but we're all americans and humans and mm-hmm. children of god and that's evil and we have to yeah. be against it we have to fight against it but that sense of common humanity has just been broken yeah, and i and we now live in a pro-death you know on that note of abortion if you don't respect life inside the womb you're probably not going to respect life outside the womb well, right. And we've seen that, you know, um, every time we have a mass shooting, particularly in schools, the left wants to talk about gun control. And I was talking to somebody this weekend uh, growing up in the South. You know, we, you know, kids coming to school with gun racks in the back and those guns never got out of that truck and came in and started shooting up with, you know, the the um, we, we have devalued life as a nation. And with abortion, and that has contributed to on top of then you know the imagery and games and music and Hollywood and the entertainment industry and every aspect of our society devaluing everything and destroying the as part of the cultural Marxist movement to destroy the, our fabric of our nation. Our nation became the greatest nation in the history of the world, built upon Judeo Christian principles and values, built upon a moral society, built on a society that respected life. Right. And um, and and respected the rules of the road. And um, it was about individual liberty, individual responsibility that this that this country was founded on. You having to work hard for it, not having it given to you. It's like Condoleezza Rice talked about in the 2012 Republican National uh, Convention. She said that, you know, and part of the crime wave and the cultural decay that we've got and the rise of violence and crime is born directly out of destroying the family in this country, particularly yes. in the yep. black community. Yes. Almost 80 something percent of kids in the black community right now are in single parent homes, mostly fatherless. 
and 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 you see that play out in society and so um so we've devalued life we've devalued family we've taken god out of society and we've we've taken we've taken these communities and told them that they that they're they're um after the government attacked them created conditions in which they couldn't get better economically by destroying the family uh then they then they tell them that the reason why their conditions of their life are bad is because of america and because of the republicans and therefore they can't get any better unless the government controls their life and takes from one group and gives to them. So we've got, as Condoleezza Rice said, we've got a society that on the one hand, there's, there's twin sisters and one is the aggrievance side of it. And one is the entitlement side. When you tell a group of people that they should feel aggrieved, then they're going to feel like you owe them something. So it's all connected together. Everything that's going on in our country and the way our government's been corrupted is all meant to destroy us from within so that they can, their own internal caliphate from the Democrat Party is to transform us from a free republic. And we're we're really there. We're really there in so many ways. And we and it's gonna take a battle if we're gonna get our freedoms back. We're gonna take a break. We come back. Final segment of tonight's Andrea Acacia. Boy, we sure went round the robin touched a whole lot of bases in this one, didn't we, Sesame? Always do. Always do. Yes. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. So I'm just seeing uh some updates of seeing what's happening, and I see that there's a crowd at the steps of the Sydney Opera House chanting gas the Jews and f the Jews. Charming. Yeah, this is what's happening around the world. Um, There's still lots of, you know, in in addition to the fact that there are many people that still deny that the Holocaust was real and six million Jews were gassed and and killed. uh, The anti-Jew sentiment is real. I'm old enough to remember when uh, President Trump was had won. Uh, election in 2016 with them claiming that he was going to he was going to be the president to get us into the third uh, third world war he couldn't be anywhere near the nukes that the nuke codes and that hate crimes were going to suddenly take place uh, at, at rapid levels against black people in this country because maga suddenly donald trump even though he won naacp awards his entire career suddenly uh african americans were going to be under attack in this country what we have seen increase uh we talked last segment about the the our, our civil society not being civil anymore and the crime wave and the loss of respect for life um, when you look at the the increase there is an increase in hate crimes going on in this country and it's against the jews it's against the jews and you can see the jew hatred around the world going on right now there's a synagogue close to where i live and i see police out there and i just and i i pray for the safety of my jewish brothers and sisters uh, to see the celebrations going on around the world uh cheering this on is despicable we also talked about last segment this mia khalifa gal who's experiencing a little cancel culture in the porn world after her disgusting tweets. Um, did we also have a White House celebration this weekend going on uh, in the Rose Garden, uh, my dude, this weekend? Yeah. Well, What's the story? <laughs> Apparently, uh, there was a barbecue <laughs> Sunday at the White House. 
uh, and in, it, it did include a live band. Um, not sure if it was a cover band or if they went for a headliner, but this was one day, roughly 24 hours after some of the heaviest fighting we've seen in Israel in many, many, many years. This is like Yom Kippur War level activity. Yeah. Um, and this is the the great the, the the man who ran on being a diplomat, the guy who said he's going to boost our alliances and he's going to quash authoritarian threats to democracy all around the world. And yet they just keep cropping up right now because while this is happening, we also have Chinese warships encircling Taiwan. Um, yes. And Joe Biden said Kabul wouldn't fall in Afghanistan. Took them a weekend. He says Taiwan won't fall. He said he had no worries about what was happening in Israel. Everything he touches turns to a humanitarian disaster. Yeah. And by the way, Taiwan makes all of our chips that we're dependent on because, of course, as as both parties have kind of sold us down the river in this country, we we became the powerhouse. Our system and the American spirit and love of entrepreneurship and, and the American dream being fulfilled, if you could work hard enough for it and dream it you, and pursue it, you could, you know, make bank is, is one of the reasons why we were the te- technical and technological innovators around the world. And now we're dependent and have become dependent on other countries for te- technological innovation. And Taiwan it, it, it is where so much of our lives center on the ch- chips that are produced and manufactured in Taiwan. And if China takes out Taiwan, that could absolutely cripple us. Absolutely cripple us. So this is, this is really scary times. And I don't think for a second. I actually think if you if you got, didn't hear my open to the show, the first hour of the show, don't forget to, to download our podcast and listen to it, because one of the first moves Joe Biden made when he became president was to give Hamas $200 million. One of the second moves was to make a pro-Hamas, anti-Jew, uh, Palestinian, the head of our intelligence programs at the National Security Agency, at the NSC. Why doesn't anyone think about talk that about for a moment. that? Why, yeah, why, think what? about that. They want this. They're celebrating this. They're ce- they might have even taken pork off the menu of the picnic just in honor of their Muslim terrorist friends who pulled this off. This is this has to this can't be just being uh, just being, um, you know, deaf to and to what's happening. No, they're happy this is going on right now. That's my take. They were celebrating at this picnic. They weren't just deaf. And what was the what was this for? What was the what was the occasion for this picnic? Uh, I have honestly no real right. reason why they'd be exactly. doing this. Not commemorating a holiday. They're not meeting with anyone except right. for White House staff and their families right. on a Sunday. Which yeah. look, I get it. You have something planned. Blah blah blah. It's on the calendar. Move it. Move your silly barbecue. This was not a state event. This wasn't a state dinner where they had some head of state in town. They had planned the state dinner. This is just a a picnic. But even if it was a a state dinner, life happens. Things change. Welcome to the world of geopolitics. And especially for a state like Israel, which, again, can shut down Tel Aviv in five to eight minutes if they have to. Maybe even less. The whole city, thousands of people evacuated, gone, because they have to. They don't have the luxury of sitting around and throwing barbecues and hoping that Hamas doesn't shoot rockets at them. So I know we're far away from the conflict. There's oceans and land between us and them. But that is a luxury that, I mean, might just be going away because the southern border is wide open. 
Well, do you Who think there's a chance? Give, when we have the head of our intelligence programs, a pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas terrorist sympathizer, you don't think he had intelligence that knew it was happening and might be like, you know what, let's have a little shindig. Let's have little, let's let's plan a little party. Why I wouldn't put it past him at all. Uh, this uh, uh, during when Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State, they had 400 requests. They knew that a terrorist attack was going to happen on and on September 11th. By the way, they ignored the terrorist attacks and they scapegoated a movie m- filmmaker who supposedly did a movie about Muhammad. They knew it was going to happen. They denied him a request for, for to come and save them and to come rescue them and referred to them as bumps in the road. Uh, You know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they knew it was coming and they planned a party to celebrate it because you can't listen to my interview with John Guandolo and how and how the FBI is tied to terrorist groups, how our government is tied to the Muslim Brotherhood and not think. And we're literally funny on the 22nd anniversary of 9-11 on the 22nd anniversary of 9-11, Joe Biden decides to give Iran six billion dollars and they're still Get the money today when nine Americans are dead, many more missing, and they still get to keep the $6 billion? Yeah. And how much more money are they banking that they're going to get off of these hostages that they've taken? Look, you... it may sound crazy. Like, it's so bad that people don't want to believe that it could happen. It's so bad that they, but you have to connect the dots. You have to connect the dots. Our U.S. government is in on this in one, even if it's just passively, even if it's just passively, instead of protecting us, instead of protecting our greatest ally, Israel, they've allowed them to be lambs to slaughter using money from us using weapons from us likely that came from Afghanistan. Continuing to push money for for Ukraine right now. So uh, we're going to continue to watch the news overnight and uh, bring you more great content tomorrow, 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. Don't forget to download our podcast. Email me at andreacasio.com, andreacasio.com. Do you agree with us? Do you think that it's time that we go scorched earth? Do you think that it's time that Israel wipes wipes Hamas and, and, and just levels the Gaza Strip? You can also call a 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. Thank you to my guests. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you, DJ Sesame Broccolini. See everyone tomorrow. Peace out. Prayers for Israel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.